those that are in the depths of despair, that are aching, that have experienced loss or have experienced more like traumatic things, which is a lot of what is taking place right now. Like, how would you give them any kind of hope so that they can understand how they can lock eyes with joy? I know you're talking about some of it, but maybe there's a little bit even more like of a concrete something where people are like, help, I don't know how to do this because I am For sure. Broken. For sure. And I think the best example is Jesus on the cross. Jesus in the midst of the most horrific, difficult experience, right? Those in chaos and trauma, those in absolute pain and terror, Jesus placed himself in that position. Jesus willingly went into that moment to have the same experience so that we could understand that we're not alone in that. So yeah, it's that's horrible, right? And the lie that we often believe is that there's no room for joy in trauma. Mm -hmm. There's no room for joy in chaos. And because you know what they actually need right now? Help, right? You know what they actually need right now? Right? Peace. But joy is present even in the most difficult circumstances. And we know that from Jesus's experience when it says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. It didn't say he enjoyed it and it didn't say he was happy about it. It said that the joy set before him, which was you and me, in unity with him, you and me in relationship with him, eternity together, power and um, and accessibility to him in every circumstance. I used to wake up feeling real stressed. Now I wake up feeling real blessed. I'm in the sunshine and living my best life. Therefore, a minute I was feeling real rough until I saw that what I had was enough. I didn't know that I could love it this much, but I'm. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you. Or no, that's not how we start. No. (laughs) Thank you. It's been great. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Have a great week. We'll catch you next time on the Chasing Joy. (laughs) Okay. Okay, maybe. Try again. Hello, and welcome to the Chasing Joy podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stacey Filipkowski. And I am Megan Sanchez. How you guys doing? We are so excited to be here. We actually have something pretty fantastic lined up and someone that we think is going to blow your socks off. So Stacy and I, oh gosh, Stace, it's been what, a year and a half mm-hmm. since we met yeah. our guests. Just crazy. So yeah. if you were part so- of the... Um- the conference, the Hope Conference back um, in 2021, um, one of our speakers is here with us today, and you guys are in for a super great treat. Yes, it was 2021. I know. I see really? the look on your face. She's like, what? <laughs> so are we, sure? we are. So welcome, Stephen Bowers. Thank 
Thank you. Wow. I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. Are we sure it's 2021 though, you guys? It is. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you why June? it's not 2021. Because no I moved to Tennessee in February of 2021. It was 2022. Okay. Just kidding. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's 2022. Here's where my life is. I yes. have no recollect recollection of anything that happened from June of 2021 to June of 2022. Because yeah. So that whole time doesn't exist in my brain. So <laughs> you were kind of a nomad also. Like you guys were in between like moving and you were in the Airbnb and then you were in the trailer and then you were building the barn and then you were moving into the barn. And so everything and then it fell kind down. of this. <laughs> and then it fell down. Oh yeah. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah. it's it 2022. My my apologies, mm-hmm. but regardless of what year it was, I'm telling you you're in for a treat today. So mm-hmm. we are so excited to bring you on today's season and she is going to talk about she has a book. Look at, Look at how freaking cute this is. It's cute. The Joybringer so Challenge. It is it when I look at it I just think season. That's what I think yes. when I see it. So it's a very good like representation of the joy that you exude on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about this today. And um, yeah, I'm excited. Me too. Thank you for for being here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys. You're the best. Yes. You're the best. So I would love for you to kind of tell me how this Joybringer Challenge came to be and kind of what it's about so that our listeners can run out and get their own because they're going to want to. Um, how it came to be. Well, you know, I had like, it, it was just sort of the the God thing, right? The God moment where um, I just knew that, that I had to get this thing out of me, right? I think that you guys understand when you, when you know, you have something in you and the Lord is like, we're going to get it out there and in, into the world. And you, and you go, well, how, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I knew that this was going to be a book to take the thing that I experience in my life, people have said my whole life, like, there's something about you. Like, what is this thing? And I usually kind of pop back with like, oh, it's Jesus or my hair, you know? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so so I, I know that about me. I've known that. But I had to put bones and like skin to this thing. And as the Lord in my life was teaching me more about it's not your personality. And it's not just, oh, it's Jesus. It's There's so much more to it. And so the Lord was teaching me this, this depth and this, um, the wisdom and, and, and knowledge about joy. And I knew it had to be a book and then the Lord, and I didn't know what the heck to do with that. Cause I was like, well, how does one do that? And where would one go? And, and the Lord lined up pretty immediately this opportunity. Somebody even paid for me to go to this, this writer's conference in Southern California. And that was a wild thing. Cause it was my first time going and, and I just showed up like this mm-hmm. and it was like Elle Woods goes to writer's conference. It was, <laughs> I just, no, nobody was more weird and sticking out than me. And there was this crazy favor from the Lord all over me. And, and people were like, what do you have? And I want it. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was picked up by a literary agent, which people spend decades trying to get. And there were, I'm not shocked. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely not shocked. I mean, (laughs) I've, I've met you and I know what the factor is, so I'm not. (laughs) Thank you. But it's Jesus. But Uh, but truly Mm -hmm. I'm like, immediately, this is going to be a thing. And 
I went to a, 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 a conference right after this writer's conference, like for Christian communicators and speakers and podcasters and writers. And, and they were saying there were these authors, these women speaking about their journey. And they were like, yeah, you know, it really takes like five years, like to write a book. And it, in the industry, the, the writing industry, it says it takes 18 months to publish. Like once you sign, it's about 18 months until it comes out. Mm -hmm. and, and then these women are like, yeah, it's about a five-year process. And everything in me was like, yeah, for you guys, maybe. <laughs> no, this is cute. My first writer's guy. I signed with an agent. I'm doing this. Well, listen, this thing is in and out in like two years. So um, it's been seven. <laughs> and seven years later, it's out. Okay. <laughs> My gosh. Put the girl in her place, right? Like, yeah. no, but the Lord had so much to teach mm -hmm. me and to craft in this thing. And what it was and what it is are so... And not so different, but just so much deeper and comprehensive. And the Lord has taken me on a very, very long journey. Here's mm -hmm. what's wild about that too. When this was coming out, when we were getting close, it was like June, May, June of this year. I really, you know, I knew it was coming out August 22nd and it was like, okay, it's real. And somebody had asked me, well, how long has this process been? And I was like, yeah, I don't know, like five years, maybe six. And then I was like, oh God. <laughs> It's been seven, seven. <laughs> you said, you know, you were like, oh, 2021. No, that's, that's how I thought. I was like, oh, it was just, you know, yeah. no, seven years. And then I thought, of course, it's been seven years. Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Of course it has. But it really is um, my heart and my life experience in a book to say, this thing that I carry isn't just for me. Joy mm -hmm. is for you because Jesus is for you. Mm -hmm. And you in your personality, who you are and the life that you have can be lit up, powered by joy so that you, you internally and your personal experience can be radically changed by it. And you can bring that joy and power everywhere you go and affect the world mm -hmm. around you. That's the Amen. point. So it. this book isn't about, you know, the trials and tribulations of my life and how I found joy. I talk about the hard stuff. I talk about the things that I've gone through that have mm -hmm. helped me create what I call the four joy bringer core values, the things that really help me live it out on a daily basis. But this book is about you and how you can understand it. It really starts by understanding what joy is and mm -hmm. why it's important. And then go through this, this, these challenges, this, this, this journey to really allow the power of the Lord to affect every area of our life so that we can fully receive the gift that Jesus gave us. And, and so that's, I think that's what sets it apart. This isn't just about like finding joy in the difficulty or, you know, it, it's right. comprehensive mm -hmm. and it's a journey that, that we go on together. I want to, um, kind of piggyback on what you were saying, because, you know, joy versus happiness and, yeah. and so mm -hmm. many people, they often like conflate joy with happiness. So in yeah. your perspective, like how does the joy rooted in Jesus, how is that different from like, I don't know, momentary happiness? Sure. So the, the reality is joy and, and happiness are, they are related. They're cousins. They're totally mm -hmm. in the same family. <laughs> Oftentimes joy comes with happiness, but often have probably more, more consistently joy is present when happiness isn't. So there's plenty mm -hmm. of times I'm not happy right in my life, but joy, mm -hmm. I, there's lots of different definitions. It is, it is a hard thing to, to 
really nailed down so yeah. everyone can understand it. But I, I've given it a stab in the dark to try to like define it. And I call it a buoyant sense of well-being because okay. of the love of the father, who Jesus is and the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. So this, this buoyant sense of well-being, it's, it's firmly planted and, and firmly positioned on the faithfulness of God, on who mm. God is. And, and I say this, and I don't mean it flippantly, but I say my joy never changes because my Jesus never changes. Mm-hmm. I might not feel happy. I might not right. feel the presence of joy, but Jesus is with me and with you at all times. So therefore joy is in the room. Joy is sitting next to you. So the invitation is to lock eyes with joy. That that's what we get to look at and focus on. So even if I'm like, gosh, I'm not feeling anything today, Mm -hmm. I certainly can lock eyes with joy and recognize it's here and available for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I love your definition. And I think that in this day and age right now, like we have the privilege of living in the United States of America, but there is so, I mean, there's chaos and turmoil happening here, yeah. but like outside of our borders, yeah, there is a lot of stuff going on. So let me ask you season to those that are in the depths of despair, mm. um, that are aching, that have experienced loss or have experienced more like traumatic things, which is a lot of what is taking place right now. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you offer encouragement to someone where they're like, no, I can't have joy. Like my father was just killed or my child was just kidnapped or like, how would you give them any kind of hope so that they can understand how they can lock eyes with joy. I know you're talking about some of it, but maybe there's a little bit even more like of a concrete something where people are like, help, I don't know how to do this because I am For sure, broken. for sure. And I think the best example is Jesus on the cross. Jesus in the midst of the most horrific, difficult experience, right? Those in chaos and trauma, those in absolute pain and terror, Jesus placed himself in that position. Mm -hmm. Jesus willingly went into that moment to have the same experience so that we could understand that we're not alone in that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, that's horrible. Right. And the lie that we often believe is that there's no room for joy in trauma. Mm -hmm. There's no room for joy in chaos. And because you know what they actually need right now? Help, right? You know what they actually Mm -hmm. need right now? Right. Peace. But joy is present even in the most difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. And we know that from Jesus's experience, when it says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. It didn't say he enjoyed it and it didn't say he was happy about it. It said that the joy set before him, which was you and me in unity with him, you and me in relationship with him, eternity together, power and, um, and accessibility to him in every circumstance. That's why he was on the cross. And that's what he locked eyes with, the future hope of you and me with him. And so when we are in those, when we are, because we've all been in mm-hmm. the extreme situations that are happening right now, certainly I, I've never been in that, mm-hmm. but I've had trauma, you have as well. And what we can say is for a fact is that one, God is present. The Lord has not turned his back on those people. The Lord is present in the depths of despair and in the absolute chaos and trauma and fear. God is there. And he, as his own example, said, lock eyes with the power and presence of me because I'm here 
and I will help endure the difficult circumstances to get you through mm -hmm. the, the Lord always is present in those moments. You know, we see from scripture that people are in the fire and they are in the flood and they mm -hmm. are in those. And Jesus is with them. The Lord is present. It's not, it, we don't understand it. We don't understand why we can't just be whisked out of there, removed from the situation. And often we've seen that, that happen, but in the depths of despair, chaos, trauma, mm -hmm. and turmoil, we find the power and presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing we can do is hold on to that truth and that hope. And that's joy. Again, it's oh, not happiness. And then I'm not feeling like thrilled about it. Jesus wasn't thrilled right. to be on the cross. Mm -hmm. but right. This is why I always say joy is my superpower. Joy is your superpower because it's the thing that endured, that powered Jesus to endure the cross. Yeah. And we get to wow. share, you know, he got, he, he shared in that in our traumas and in, in all of that by going on the cross, like you said, and the, the, the wonderful thing and the, and the piece of joy we can take from that is that we also get to share in the resurrection. That right. is like the piece of the puzzle. And, um, I think you said that so beautifully. Gosh, Susan, I'm just going to sit here and please keep talking. Um, I'll keep drinking, <laughs> drinking my coffee because this is so encouraging. And I know so many people are going to hear your words and be like, just filled with the Holy Spirit's encouragement it, through all of this. Like you have such a way. Okay. I need to ask you a question. So we were talking about the writer's conference. I want to go back to that. Is this the conference Elle that Woods you met? The writer's conference. I <laughs> Is this the writer's conference that you met Julie? At? Yes. Okay. 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 So friends, we want to, I, I want to put moment. a little bow on all of this. So like season said, this is seven years ago that yeah. she like started this process and you met your dear friend, Julie Landreth, yeah. who happens to be a very dear friend of my friend's. And so there was this moment where as we were putting together Hope Conference, we were trying to, we were praying over, okay, Lord, give us the speakers who were supposed to be a part of this. And he directed us like, oh, Stacey yeah. and I personally only knew two. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. we only knew two and we had seven. So mm -hmm. when my friend told me about Julie, I got in touch with Julie, Stacy and I met with her and we were like, well, she has to be a part of this. <laughs> and then she said, are you open to me making any suggestions for anyone else that I think might be a good option for a speaker? And we were like, yes. And she's like, you need to talk to my friend, Susan Bauer. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. That's so wild. She put us in touch with you. And then I believe you and I, Marco Poloed in the midst of one of your 500 renovations on things. And yeah, yeah it was the house that we ended up staying in yeah. that you yeah. were in. And as we were talking to you, I, as I was talking to you, I was felt like my skin was tingling all over the place. I couldn't wait to, I was like, I wanted to keep talking to you, but I couldn't wait to stop talking to you and go tell Stacy. I found her, I found mm -hmm. the missing piece because oh I think you were the, our final she was. speaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I was like, is that the conference that I thought yeah. that here's I what's even crazier story. 
So in one of our first breakout sessions at that random conference, I look over and I see this cute girl and I was like, oh, she's, she's like my people. She's so cute. So I went up to her on our little lunch and I was like, excuse me, um, do you have any friends? Like, do you want to have lunch together? She was like, oh, hi, you know? So we went to like, literally it was at a college. So we went to like the mess hall, you know, like a little, Mm -hmm. we were like in line and I, I, we had just, it just had started. And I said, she said something about, you know, where she, what dorm she was going to be in. And I said, you know what? I haven't even looked at mine. So we both pull out our tickets to see like what dorm we're in. We were roommates. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We couldn't believe it. Okay. Talk about divine planning. Crazy. And yeah. And then, and then we just, you know, went deep with the Holy spirit that weekend and it was, it was precious and, and yeah, we became friends. So God is, God is so faithful to go ahead of us. Right. Mm. And, and set it up. I've been praying for a year and a half now that we've lived in Knoxville for a a year and a half. And I've been praying like, Lord, where are my people? Where are my Mm. dang people? Mm -hmm. Because I've never moved. I did. I, I, when I met and married my husband, I moved to a different city. It was only about 60 miles away from where I was living. And so, but I instant, I had an Insta family, right? So I had like a husband and three kids when I married him. So moving to a new city, I had already had community, but he and I moved across the country to Tennessee mm-hmm. and I don't know anybody. And mm-hmm. and so this, this book, this process of like launching a book or, or starting a coffee shop has been really wild because we have zero community. And for the first time mm-hmm. in our lives, I've had to like church shop, which just sucks. That just sucks. sucks. Yeah. Nobody likes it. I've never had to do it. I was either in one most of my life or, you know, worked at them as a pastor. So I like, yeah. didn't yeah. have to do that. Yep. So we don't really have a church community established yet. And, mm-hmm. and so I've been praying like, Lord, where are my people? And he's so mm-hmm. faithful to, to start to bring them and they're showing up. And for whatever reason, you know, we are not faith forward in our coffee shop in any way. Um, we just, we're just an environment where people come and they know that there's something different, but, but we don't mm-hmm. have like Bible verses plastered on the walls or anything. Yeah. And, um, suddenly and without warning the last few months, I have met more female pastors that come into my shop. I'm not kidding. I met a random woman two days ago. She comes in. We had a oh great conversation. Gosh. She sat at the bar of our coffee shop for hours and hours last night, Chris and I go to some seriously random event. We didn't know what we were walking into in any way. And we walk into this thing. I get assaulted by this woman who is the girl that was, she's like, oh my gosh. And she like hugs me. <laughs> Last night we wound up talking for most of this event. Um, she's a female pastor from LA who now lives in in Knoxville, not pastor. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. And then wow. she shows up at my coffee shop again today. Like God is great. Oh. Anyway, I'm telling you all of this because for the listener who's saying, where are my people? Does God mm-hmm. even care? Yeah. He put me in this place and I have no idea how I'm going to do the thing that I'm called to do mm-hmm. or how I'm going to have any kind of community. It mm-hmm. might take a hot minute. Mm-hmm. In fact, it probably will. Yeah. But mm-hmm. God is arranging and aligning the right people to come alongside of you and you get to continue to pray for that. Like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. submitted to the Lord and said, we're going to do this thing. And we have no idea who you're going to bring, but God does. Yeah. And he's aligning these relationships and he's aligning the right circle of people to come around you. And and I'm only sharing this because I'm, I was just driving home from my coffee shop just now, like just praying and celebrating his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And in the moment you think it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's never going to happen, but it does. And it will. And and he has the right people 
who will bring life and goodness and their resources and exponential knowledge and Mm -hmm. wisdom to you. I just believe that's true. I think it's so interesting because all three of us are in that same season. We all moved around the same time. And, Mm -hmm. and, and just now I can easily say that, like, you just told me you're starting to, you know, find your people. Megan is starting to finally like connect and find her people and same Mm -hmm. with me. And it's just so interesting, but there's this refining process. And I always try to Mm -hmm. say like, when you're in this space and God has removed you from something and, and you're, you know, you are having to fully rely on him because he is refining you for something that he is about to do in your life. And I have to remind myself, I have to remind myself of that all the time. Like why, why this, why that? I actually heard a really great sermon the other day by Joyce Myers. And she was saying like, if you have asked God, like, okay, God, use me to change the world. And she, you know, know, she said, okay, so now you're going to be wondering why all these things in your life are happening. It's like picking out a puzzle piece. Okay. You are a puzzle. You go to the store and you pick out the most beautiful puzzle based on the way it looks. And you go, well, I want that one, but you don't realize that one has 10,000 pieces and it's going to take a lot longer to get to the end result because this beautiful puzzle is so intricate. And so she said, like in your life, think of it like that. Like if you've asked for big things, it's going to take a minute, seven years. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what? That is such a great analogy. That is such a great analogy. And I've said along this whole process, I'm like, don't write a book on joy. Don't do it. Don't, (laughs) don't write a book on patience, right? Like that's, that's Mm. the, the equivalent. One would think how fun to write a book on joy. Oh, heck no. Like, nope. (laughs) Because Every trial, every difficulty comes at you to say, are you really who you say you are? And do you really Mm -hmm. believe it? Do you Mm -hmm. testing it out first? And that's why I can stand by it and go, oh, no, this is real. This is what I use on a minute by minute basis. This is true Mm -hmm. tested process and and tools to hold on to. And you're right. Like the the bigger the dream, the big right. The more the more we got to go. It's it's the Joseph thing, right? Like you Mm -hmm. get this. You get this vision and you're like, wow, that's going to be amazing. And then you find yourself in the pit and the prison for, you know, decades. Yeah. <laughs> True. And you think, God, did, was that real? Did I imagine that? And then yeah. even there's these moments, I, I'm sure just transparently, you know, the three of us, is, we're so vulnerable and transparent. There's so many things to say, like, God, do you hate me? Like, mm-hmm. do, do, do you know me? You you've put me in this season, in this situation. And, and maybe, maybe I imagined it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's or, just, yeah. maybe that's my selfish desire. And that's not what you said to me. That's what maybe I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that we get to wrestle with that. We get mm-hmm. to wrestle with the Lord. And he's so a girl, this, this new friend of mine yesterday, mm-hmm. she said, she was telling my husband and I how she prays. And then she was just like spouting out to the Lord, just like mouthing off, spouting out to him. And she, and she goes, sorry, that's how I pray. And she goes, but the ultimate, the, the truth is that's what's in my head anyway. So he already knows mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. So you I, have permission. Yeah. God created you and you're mm-hmm. all of it. So we get to talk to the Lord yeah. and, and then receive his, he, he speaks to us in specific ways too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he, you know, is quite hilarious the way he talks I, to us. I, I think people, a, a lot of people, and it's, it's just because it's ingrained in them through their 
you know, denomination or whatever it is that you have to have this certain relationship that looks a certain way. And it wasn't until I just peeled all the layers back and, and got really real with God. And in my moments, I just had one not that long ago where I was doing that. I was being a total brat and I was like, well, I guess this is just what you want and blah, 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 blah. But it's not until those moments where I literally break down, tell my true feelings Mm -hmm. because they're there. They've been there. He already knows that's when he steps in and goes, okay, I was waiting for you to let go of that. All right, cool. Now I can work. (laughs) Yeah, real. (laughs) Well, I think that sometimes it, it helps like, because like both of you are saying it's up here, I'm thinking these things. So if you can verbalize it and have it come out, it's almost like this explosion, it bursts out of you and you go, okay, it, it didn't feel good, but it kind of did because like, I'm getting it out. And like, I can have that relational piece that like our savior wants to have with us. So when you can say the things that you are thinking and feeling, and then I love that Stacey for you to say, okay, you said it now I can go to work. So that's Mm -hmm. where you allow the Holy spirit to come upon you and be like, okay, it's time to do some refining in this, in this season. So I wanted to say season, you're talking about like praying for friends and, uh, Stace mentioned all three of us kind of moved right around the same time. And so we've been in this place where we've all been praying that the Lord would bring us our people. Mm -hmm. And we've been here now for just over two years and I've met a number of people. And I would tell you, I've met a number of wonderful people, Mm -hmm. but when you move to a place like where we live in small town, Northern California, a lot of these people have lived here their entire lives. And so they have their community and they're nice to you. And like, if they see you, they're going to talk to you, but they don't necessarily like invite you to be like a part of the things with them because they're like, well, I have my group and, and you're, you know, being who I am, I'm like, I, I don't want to insert myself on someone. I want to engage with them, but if they don't want myself or my family to be a part of it, then I have to believe that's not who the Lord wants us to like invest into those deeper relationships with. So I've just been praying about it. And there's a couple things that happened as of late. We recently decided to put Cooper into the private Christian school in town. And we did that because he's got three sisters and we felt like making friends with boys was going to be really helpful. And I like last night I'm laying in bed praying like as I'm falling asleep, because I do that, because I'm like, I got to fall asleep. So maybe if I just start praying, then I'll just kind of doze off. You're falling asleep in the arms of Jesus. That's what I said someone told me. On the radio. It is. You I did? said that same thing. Yes. Yes. Shut Was it a face. Bill Johnson quote? Did you see that? I, I don't know. Somebody Johnson. said it somewhere and I, it, it stuck yeah. with me. He said, he said, and you said like, that yesterday. I read my, I read my Bible or I read my, you know, and then I, and I get so frustrated because I fall asleep and he goes, have you ever complained when your children fall asleep in your arms? I'm like, Oh God, mm. I know. Oh, right. There it is. Oh, that's Isn't that so, so beautiful. <laughs> oh my that's God. So beautiful. <laughs> I know. I know. So as I'm falling asleep in the <laughs> arms of the Lord, like <laughs> there it is. I was talking to him about how just showing gratitude, like saying, Lord, thank you for this school. Because I was like adamant. I am not putting my kids in school. I was like, nope. Like even, even private Christian school, I was just like, I want to keep them home with me. I love them. I want to invest into them. Like it was, I was really dug my heels in and the Lord's like, 
well, it's not about you and they're kind of mine first before they are yours. So maybe you talk to me about Mm. what's supposed to happen. So Mm. I'm like, okay, Lord. So anyway, my child is at the school and he is thriving. He comes home and he is so happy. And so like, I haven't seen this amount of true joy inside of him. And I know that a big part of that comes from the fact that the Holy Spirit is alive and well at that school. And so I'm telling you this because I'm now at a place where because of this school, because I was not planning on putting my children into the school, we haven't really had much of a community. But because of the school that I didn't even want to put my child in at first, I am now making some incredible friends because of this place. And I told Stacy the other day, I'm like, it's only taken two years, but I actually feel like I'm finally making friends that want me to be a part of things. I just think it's interesting kind of where where we're all at and how, like you could say the story's been written since, I mean, well, since mm-hmm. the beginning, but yeah. how our lives have kind of all come together and really like, elements of what has happened in each of our lives, like the similarities of what the Lord has like taught us. So that's, well, that's awesome. I love that. I'm happy for you. Yeah. That we're all, um, you know, in his timing and that's, it's always his timing and we always want immediate gratification. We know that we Mm -hmm. live in a world that's full of that. So, um, and someday I'm sure we'll have a great understanding of, you know, why things take as long as they do. But as we wrap it up, I want to ask one last question, and that would be because of the world that we're living in right now, um, how do you believe that followers of Jesus, how can they be instruments of his joy in the world, in the climate that we live in today? And like, are there any specific practices or mindsets that you have adopted to consistently radiate that joy to others? That's a a really great question. Um, There was a quote that has resonated in my world, in my heart for uh, many years now. I think it's a probably another Bill Johnson quote or something, but, but the, it it really, it says you cannot have authority over that, which you don't love. Mm. Not that we're trying to have authority over people. Right. But if the Lord has given us a ministry to go out and and bring joy, to go out and love those around us, to go out and change a community, you got to love it. You got to, your heart has to break for people. You got to love people. You got to see past all the stuff. You have to see all of it. You have to see past yeah. all of it and recognize you're not the one coming in to do the changing. Mm-hmm. You're just an so instrument good. to bring light. Darkness isn't dark. Darkness, it's not darkness's fault that it's dark. Right. It's, it's not darkness's fault that yeah. it's dark. It's just an absence of light. And Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Don't go out and be a spotlight or a strobe light and blind people. <laughs> go out and just love people. Go, and what does that mm-hmm. look like? Listen, shut your mouth. <laughs> Let's go out and love people. Listen to them. Be a safe space for someone. Be a welcoming mm-hmm. ear. Be someone who, you know, shows up and does something for those in need. There was a um uh uh Bob Goff mm-hmm. video the other day that I saw that said, you know, Jesus never sat at the cool kids' table. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus always sat at the kids' table, the misfit table. He said, if following Jesus isn't leading you to the hungry, the naked, the weird, the outcast, the homeless, the 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 unwell, yeah. the if if that's if you are following Jesus, then you're not trying to follow Jesus. You're trying to be popular mm. because yeah. that's where following Jesus leads us. Amen. Not to the cool kids' table. So it's true. So what, what's the motivation behind where we're going? Are we, are we going out into the world to bring good news of great joy and the light that he's placed inside of us? And it's got to come from the fact that we are motivated by what Jesus is motivated by, which is love. Hmm. That's what he says. I love go it. And, go love yep. Lord and love people. Let the Holy Spirit do the rest of the work. Yep. Amen. Thank well, you, Susan. Thank you so much. So tell everyone where they can find the Joybringer Challenge because they're going to want to get it. Well, that would be wild. This is this is the weirdest thing for me, like because it's been hidden in my soul for so long that now that it's like out and people are holding it. That's so crazy because of that. Um, I'm like blown away. Right. So it does feel really good. Though. It is like, really it soft. Really good. It's a nice feel. Um, yeah, I'm super grateful. Like, I love the way it looks and the way it feels. Um, it can be bought anywhere, um, you know, anywhere that books are sold. Um, if it's not at your local Barnes and Noble, they can order it for you, but you can buy it any anywhere that you would buy a book. Um, you can find me at seasonbowers.com. Uh, I'm launching a podcast. My very own is coming up. Oh, Your very own? I don't even know you know that. Yeah. So for years, people are like, oh, you need a podcast. I'm like, like for I need sure. a hole in my head, like all of yeah. the other things that I do. <laughs> And so finally I'm doing it. Um, it's coming out December 3rd. It's called, it's an umbrella. It, it, the whole thing is called Joybringer, but I'm going to do it in batches. So it's not going to be a consistent, you know, every week thing, but the first batch is called the Joybringers Advent. And I'm mm. going to do 22 mm. days of Advent every day is a new podcast wow. just to help us receive the good news of great joy that, that Jesus oh, loves that. Oh, and then exciting. it'll have other batches moving forward from that, but that's what I'm working on now. And that will be available anywhere you would find podcasts. And, um, and it'll be called the Joybringer challenge. Yeah. Uh, Joybringer. 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 Okay. Just Joybringer. Yeah, Joybringer podcast. <laughs> and then that batch will be called uh, the Joybringers advent. But then uh, starting in January, I'm going to be hosting a course where I will take people currently I'm doing the beta version of it starting um, Sunday. So I'm doing a, a beta version, but in January, I'm going to launch the Joybringer challenge course called becoming a joy bringer. And that will be a fun thing where I will take people on a journey, um, weekly through the, uh, through the book. So awesome. lots of things coming up. I'm excited so about fun. You can find all that at seasonbowers.com. Yay. Well, thank you so Season, much. Thank you. you I mean, you are, awesome. you are a gift. You are an absolute treasure. And I am just so grateful that the Lord allowed our paths to cross and that we can continue to have a friendship with you and get to follow you on your journey. It's just such a privilege. And so thank you for taking time out of your day because I know you have all the things happening and to spend some time with us and share all of that wonderful good news. And I'm, I'm just so grateful. So thank you. You guys bless my heart. Thanks, guys. Mm. All right. Love you, friend. Well, love we just you. want to uh, remind you guys, as we always do, that through the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires, we can still choose joy. That's right. Yep. Choose it. Thank you. Choose it.
Thanks again for joining us. If this episode resonated with you, or if you think it could make a difference in someone else's life, we want to encourage you to share it with a friend, a family member, or a colleague. You never know whose life you might touch just by passing this message along. And if you enjoyed our time together today, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, give us a like, and leave a review. Your support means the world to us, and it helps other amazing listeners just like you find our show. And don't forget to follow us on YouTube at Rooted Number 4 Jesus, Rooted for Jesus, for all the latest updates. You can also join our private Facebook group, Chasing Joy. And lastly, if you have any thoughts, questions, or stories you'd like to share with us, please do not hesitate to reach out. We absolutely love hearing from you, and we are always here to connect. Thank you once again for joining us today on the Chasing Joy podcast. And remember, you have the power to create change, make an impact, and live a life filled with joy and purpose. Until next time, stay inspired and keep chasing after joy.